let's get to our first guest here on the program today. It's Steve Peasman. He's a partner at Powell and Peasman. Steve, thanks for hopping on the line with us today. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. Steve, I love your story as someone who is an underdog or has embraced the label of an underdog, because if I want a lawyer in the courtroom, I want someone who has had to fight to get where they're getting. You've got a great story, Steve. Walk us through a little bit about your past. And I know you're the son of two immigrant parents, and that has really driven you forward. Yeah, so definitely. So like uh, like you said, I'm the son of two immigrant parents. So they always kind of had to to work themselves up, work hard, and I kind of got that work ethic from them. So that's kind of what I did, grinded my way through uh, college, through law school, paid my way through law school, et cetera. And from there, I always just want to help. My goal is always just to, to help people that, that are in need. And I'm, I consider myself more of a storyteller. So my goal is just to tell my client's story to, to juries, to insurance companies, to make sure that they get properly compensated for their injuries. Yeah, and I imagine a lot of people call you um, soon after one of the worst days of their lives, and I imagine that they want a fighter in that courtroom for what they deserve. Like you said, they deserve that exactly. And you know, nobody asked me put in, in, to be in a car accident, put in those uh, t- terrible situations. So, like I said, my job is just to go ahead, tell their story, and, and work hard for them. I want to talk a little bit about Powell and Peace. Before we get into specifics, I love your slogan of "More Lawyer, Less Fee." What? Do you mean by that? Sure. So we do something that's unique. Uh, so we never take a higher fee than our clients. So I've seen clients come to me before and they settle the case and they say, you know, Steve, I walked away with, say, $5,000 and my attorney walked away with $10,000. You know, can I do anything? Well, unfortunately, no. You know, the case settled. But I don't think that's fair. You know, the, the clients, they're the ones that are injured. I think it's the only fair way to go about it is to make sure that they, they get a higher fee than I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that people aren't aware that sometimes, I mean, I imagine most of the times, it, it turns out that the lawyer ends up getting more than the client. And you actually, you you put that in writing, right? That that will not happen in those cases. That's in my retainer. So I sign it, my client signs it, so it's right there in writing. Yeah, for sure. I I just like that as reading through your website and seeing what you guys do, which, by the way, is uh, paulandsteve.com uh, is where you can go for more information. Uh, but I just love the idea that you seem to know that some people have a certain opinion about, well, quote unquote, TV lawyers and without naming names, of course, but that you guys yeah. uh, offer a much more personal touch, right? That's what you're trying to get beyond is that maybe that image that people have in their mind about other people in your profession. 100%. I mean, when I sit down with the client, you know, I don't, I'm not speaking legalese. It's just like I'm a good friend of theirs, and I want them to sit down, let me know how the how the crash affected them. And, and so that way I want to be a lot, um, lot more on a personal level than just I'm their attorney. For sure. When should someone hire a personal injury attorney like yourselves? Uh, is it the day something happens? Is it when they know they're not getting what they need? Like what is the, to their benefit in, in how soon they should start that process? Great question, John. So immediately. So what happens is a lot of times the insurance companies, they get they get wind of the, that you're involved in an accident. They'll call the, the person that was involved in the accident, and, and basically they'll record a statement. And so a lot of times the insurance companies, they'll ask questions in, in a way that almost flip the, the script and make it seem like, let's say, you were at fault. Mm-hmm. So that's why if you call an attorney, you retain an attorney, the insurance company, they cannot contact you without contacting your attorney at first. You know, the attorneys give a voice to their clients. And do those steps early on, that saves people hassle potentially later on, right? 100%. 100%. 
Yeah, well, like give an example of something that like you know you you mentioned that they're going to want to have you answer it a certain way, but just to kind of like if it's a car accident, some way that they're going to try and get you to admit something that isn't true, and that a lawyer would have been able to step in and make sure it doesn't happen. Sure. So let's say the narrative of how how the crash occurred, right? You know, they might say, you know, so you saw the vehicle in front of you. And, you know, when did you first apply your brakes? And, and most people, they, they might say, you know, 10 seconds or it's something, it seems outlandish, but, you know, to, to the common person, because they don't, this isn't an everyday thing that they talk about, you know, so, so they'll describe a, a, the way a car accident occurs incorrectly. And it's not their fault. It's not that they're lying, but, you know, just the mind doesn't think that way immediately. Whereas I, I've seen thousands of these cases, and, you know, I know the time that it should take to, to break in front of another vehicle or, you know, when did you put on your turn signal? So it's, it's important to have the uh, attorney give a narrative of what occurred as opposed to, you know, the person giving it. Because, again, it's not that they're lying, but they just might mistake the facts. Well, right. Or it's the wording of it, right? The legalese, as you're saying, right? right? Like someone might say that and think it has no ramifications, and they find out later that what they said negates them from what they deserve. Bingo. You hit the nail on the head on that one. So is it a matter of calling you guys right away? I mean, obviously, make sure you got medical attention, but, like, is it as the police are on their way to the scene or something? Like, where, I mean, like, literally, should people have your number stored in their phones just in case something happens immediately? Yeah, so, yes, definitely store mine, especially mine. But uh, <laughs> always, have, uh, always call the attorney immediately. Yeah, I, I would say so. Just because, you know, obviously, medical attention is the first thing. You know, your health is the most important thing. Then when the police get there, you know, as the police are getting there, I, I, I call an attorney and say, hey, I was involved in an accident, just want to know what, what I should do. And they can walk you through what the steps are. You know? And l- like you said earlier, it's a horrible position to be in. You know, it's not something that anyone ever wants to experience, but unfortunately, that's life. Things like that happen. So I would call an attorney, you know, as soon as you figured out, okay, I'm medically, I'm okay, the police are on the way, I'd give a call to the attorney at that point. Right. Even if you're not, I mean, because I think that's something, too, people are like, well, I feel fine. It's all going to be fine. You don't really quite know what's going on. Sometimes these injuries, they, they, they nag. They, you don't know about it for, for weeks or months. I imagine timing is a very important thing. I, I see this every day. I have a client that's, uh, that calls me, you know, three days after the accident. Hey, you know, I, at the time I felt okay. And because think about it, your adrenaline is pumping. You know, you have a million things on your mind. So you don't really know exactly how hurt you are. And then they go to sleep, and then the next morning, let's say, the, the two two mornings later, they wake up and say, oh, you know, my neck is killing me. I could barely get out of bed. And so that, that's how these soft tissue type injuries usually start occurring. Yeah, for sure. I know that we've been talking about car accidents, but, man, carjackings are on people's mind so much right now. Is there something like, because I feel like that's such like a criminal thing that it wouldn't impact me in like a civil way where I'd have any recourse against someone. Am I correct in that interpretation? Or are there situations where lawyers can actually help victims of carjackings too? So in terms of carjacking, so real quick, I did a little research this morning, and let's talk about Lincoln Park, Frank. So from 2021 to 2022, carjackings have doubled from the beginning of the year to now. So it's an ongoing problem, right? And so mm-hmm. a lot of times what you see is these cars, when they get carjacked, they, they get they get in accidents, whether it be a, somebody on a joyride or maybe somebody doesn't even have a license, then they get, they get involved in an accident. Well, the person, the victim, who they end up hitting, they have to have some type of uh, recourse. And, and the way to go actually go about that is to go through their own insurance company, through uninsured motorist coverage, to go ahead and get compensated. I see, because yes, if someone takes your car, they're 13 years old, they don't have any coverage, and I guess this is broader than just carjackings, but in those situations, yes, you're going to have to go through your own insurance, and, and God willing, you've got underinsured or uninsured motorist coverage. Correct, yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, it's an ongoing problem. I see it happening more and more. Unfortunately, 
Our powers to be are more worried about building casinos than, than curbing crime, but I'm not here to talk about that, John. Hey, hell, hell. <laughs> In terms of the carjackings, I see it happening more and more every day. And, and like you said, in Illinois, for instance, it's state-mandated that insurance companies provide uninsured motorist coverage. You actually pay a premium every month for this coverage, so you might as well use it. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I was going to say, too, is that I know a lot of people are concerned by this, but I imagine you see this a lot. Like, I, I maybe I'm just, uh, you know, looking at things with rose-colored glasses, which I too often do on this show and others, but I just am like, I'm sure everyone has insurance and good insurance like I have. But the reality is, boy, oh, boy, the numbers show. That is not the case, of course. Yeah, actually, there was a study uh 2021 by the Insurance Research uh, Council. One out of eight people, they, they thought, did not have insurance. So it, it, a lot of people are driving around without insurance. It, it's terrible. It's not fair, but it is what it is. And that's, I think, why Illinois mandates that insurance companies provide uninsured coverage. For sure. What about situations with an Uber driver or a Lyft driver? I was thinking of this the other day. We were in an Uber on the way home from the airport, and I hate flying, but I hate driving home in an Uber now more from the airport than the flight sure. because, you know, sometimes those drivers are going, you know, crazy. Same with uh, uh, taxi drivers, too. Um, and I'm always wondering, like, what is what happens if I'm in an accident in their car? Who Whose insurance kicks in to help me out there? Sure. Great question. So it, it depends on who's at fault, right? So let's say the Uber driver that, that you're uh, taking the ride share in, if they're at fault, they are insured through an insurance company, whether it be Liberty Mutual or Allstate Insurance, depending on if it's Uber Lyft, they have insurance. So then you'd actually go ahead and make a claim with their own insurance company. Okay. And are they usually good coverage? I mean, like, am I going to be okay as the passenger? I mean, or am I at the, the will of how good their insurance is? No, so and luckily the ride shares, they do provide good coverage. They're not what we call substandard companies where you can't get on the phone with anyone. They're pretty receptive to it, and, and they have good uh, good coverage and good policy limits. So you should, you're, technically, you should be okay you know, if, if, if you get an accident in the ride share. All right, that's good to know. We're talking with Steve Peasman from uh, Powell and Peasman. I just love the name of the website, paulandsteve.com. It's that personal touch right from when people enter the website into the browser, paulandsteve.com, more lawyer, less fee. I, I see a number here on the website. Is, is that the number you want? What, what number do you want folks to call if they need to reach you guys at? Yeah, no problem. So our, our number is 312-701-3333. That's great. And on the radio, we say it twice. 312-701-3333. We're not done yet. We're going to have more with Steve Peasman in just a moment. But time, we'll continue our conversation with uh, uh, Steve Peasman in just a, one moment. I do want to admit something. I was asking for callers for the question of the day, and I, it's such a nice day, and maybe I stumped people, so I thought I had done that. Turns out I had the wrong button pressed in here, and uh, none of your calls were getting in. So we're going to we're gonna do it again in a little bit. We'll do the question of the day, and hopefully we'll get an answer. Someone was texting. They're like, oh, it's ringing and ringing. Turns out I got to press a button to, to be able to do that. I make mistakes sometimes, too. Hey, it's a nice day. Let's all be nice and forgive each other. But yeah, we'll do the question of the day in, again in just a few more minutes. All right, let's continue our conversation with Steve Peasman, partner at Powell and Peasman. And Steve, I actually got a couple questions on the text line, if you don't mind answering. Someone wanted to know uh, the area in which you guys cover. I mean, I imagine you're primarily in the Chicagoland area, correct? Correct. So that that's where most of our clients come from. But we also we work with collar counties as well. So we have uh, clients all over the state. You know, we're licensed in, in Illinois, so we can cover anybody in any county within Illinois. 
Right. And if someone was maybe out of state, I mean, I know that you guys might be able to help someone find someone. You might have some ideas for another area just based on the networks that you guys have built, too. 100 percent, 100 percent. We also have an office in Las Vegas and one in Texas as well. Hey, all right. So, hey, if you get in trouble in Vegas, you know who to call as well. So I wanted to know, is it true that if you have no insurance, your driver's license is technically suspended? Not to put you on the spot with the law there, but I didn't know if that was just uh, an old wives' tale or something. Well, your license will get suspended if you don't have insurance and you're caught. I mean, and so you always always have insurance. It's state-mandated. But if, let's say, you get pulled over and you don't have insurance, you will your license will get suspended based on that. Okay, that makes sense, but it's not like currently suspended, although it might as well be at that point because you're not in full compliance. Anyways, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, we talk about injuries, and I think a lot of people just assume, okay, I got hurt. I'm going to get compensation for being hurt. But getting in an accident, getting uh, slipping and falling, anything along those lines, it goes beyond just the actual pain, right? Like, you guys are able to get people what they deserve based on more than just the topical feeling that someone has inside them, correct? That's correct, and, and that's kind of what uh, our strategy is when it comes to trial, and kind of what I mentioned before, the storytelling. I mean, I, I sit down with clients, and obviously, you know, there's a physical ailment, but I want to get deeper into that. You know, there's emotional trauma that happens. There's relationships uh, that, that get broken because people are injured. They can't do the things that they were able to do before with their loved ones, with their children, and so it's not just the physical ailment. It, it's, there's a story behind it, and if we're able to tell it correctly, and I think the jury really reads into that, and, and that's why our clients get compensated so well, because we're able to go ahead and express the stories. And a lot of people are shy. They don't want to say how it's impacted them, but it, it's a real-life thing, you know, and, and I, I feel for them. I, I, I emotionally, I can connect with them. Like, this is horrible, you know, and just sitting down with them, talking to them, and being able to explain it to a jury, that's why we, we have such great success when it comes to trial. Well, yeah, because it's not only about the pain, it's about the anxiety around that pain. It's about missing work and the anxiety around missing work, right? Like, it's not only about the lost time in the office or on the job site or wherever you, you, you go. It's about, you know, work is a lot about who we are and just changing our everyday lives so significantly because of an injury. I mean, it goes well beyond just the injury itself. 100%. There's a human aspect to it, you know, and, and so... It's, it's hard sometimes, you know, to, to sit down with somebody and, and to hear them explain how it's, how it's impacted. I mean, to, and some of the best uh, witnesses that we have are loved ones. We call them character witnesses that we bring on the stand. And, and to hear a loved one explain, you know, this is how, to use you, John, this is how John was before an accident. This is how he was after the accident. He's not the same person. And, and to be able to bring out that emotion, it, it's, it's the only way to, to get good success when it comes to, to trials. I imagine a lot of people listening have experienced something like this and maybe didn't go through with any sort of lawsuit. I think a lot of people have a negative opinion about, I don't want to be one of those people who's just suing people. But again, we're talking about getting what you deserve. Do you imagine that there's a lot of folks out there that maybe do have a right to some compensation, but they either feel like, I don't want to go through that process. It's going to be too long. It's going to be too difficult. So they don't pick up the phone and call you. Right, and that happens. And, and real quick, I just want to clarify, and that's a huge misconception is that a lot of times to say if, if somebody collided with me and they caused the accident, they think if I sue, sue that person, I'm going after their assets. I'm taking their money, which isn't the case. That's a misconception. It's the insurance company who, who you're actually going to go after, you know, and, and the insurance company. That's why it's important to get an attorney. You know, the insurance company, even though, let's say, you don't have an attorney talking to an addresser, they may seem like the friendliest, well-intentioned representative. In the end, though, these are publicly traded insurance companies. Their goal is to bring in as much money to the company in the form of premiums and pay out as little when it comes to settlement. 
And so For you sure. got to keep that in mind. That's why it's so important to talk to an attorney, get them on your side, because at that point, the insurance company is no, look, I can't, I can't, you know, nickel and dime this person. We have to start being serious. Right. Uh, Texter wants to know, do you guys do workman's comp cases normally, or at least maybe be able to refer someone to someone who does that? We, so we refer those. We, we have, I work with an attorney who does a great job, and so we refer those cases to them. And so we'll be more than happy to, to point anybody in, in, any, in any type of law. You feel free to call us. We'll be more than happy to try to refer them one way or the other. Or the other. Right. I imagine that a, a lot of it is, you know, it's great to get a settlement or it's great to get money, but I imagine you guys have the with for all to know to make sure that, that that fair money is paid, right? And that it's a fair amount, right? Because I think a lot of people, if, if they didn't have someone on their side, someone like you who likes to ascribe themselves as an under, an underdog fighting for people, that, you know, you're going to settle. You're like, oh, okay, that, that sounds like a, a fair settlement. No, I mean, you know, right? Like, you know what people should be getting and are able to do that. Correct. Yeah. I mean, so this is the only law I've practiced. I've been doing this over 11 years. So I, I'm familiar with what, what a good settlement looks like. And a lot of times, unfortunately, you know, in the business, a lot of attorneys just t- they'll take a settlement because they don't want to put in the hard work, you know, filing the lawsuit, going through litigation, doing the deposition. We're more than happy to do that. We never force a client to settle anything, you know, and we'll let them know, look, I don't think this is a fair settlement. Let's file suit. Or if it is a fair settlement, you know, just let them know, hey, here's the option. I think we should settle, in my, my professional opinion. But if you don't feel comfortable, we'll go ahead and we'll file a lawsuit. And if we have to go to trial, we'll be more than happy to go to trial. Right. Hey, Steve, I didn't prep you for this, but do you mind? We actually do have an interesting caller that has a question. Would you mind taking a quick one for us? More than happy to. All right, great. Let's get Mike on the line. He's on line two. And obviously, Mike, he may not be able to answer uh, everything specifically for you. But, Mike, why don't you go and tell us what your question is? Okay, John, thanks. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if, if uh, say, if a person gets in a, a collision with another car where the other car is at fault, the other party does not have uh, um, car insurance. But so that's covered under the uh, uninsured, um, you know, policy on a person's own policy. Now, if 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 I as the the offended party does not have comprehensive or rather collision coverage on my own policy. Can I expect any kind of collision coverage under the uninsured motorist uh, thing? Steve, any thoughts? So that's a great question. So unfortunately, and, and that's why it's important to, to get the, the collision coverage, if you don't have collision coverage and you get hit by someone that's uninsured, you're out of luck, unfortunately. There, uh. There's nothing that the insurance company can do, and, and so that's why it's important. I mean, it's an option, but get the collision coverage so that way if – this happens, you're at least covered in the situation. Sounds good. Hey, Mike, get the coverage, okay? Good. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks for the question. There you go. See, we're answering questions in live time. Getting a lot of them on the text line as well. Uh, I guess, you know, you two have been doing this for a couple decades, and I imagine that certainly helps. And again, you know, more lawyer, less fee. You know, for people that are just joining us now, explain what you mean by more lawyer again. Sure. And, and, and it's the more lawyer, less fee. We'll never take a higher fee than our clients. So, you know, if we, the, the standard fee is the, on our retainer, 33% of whatever the settlement is. And so we'll knock that down to whatever we have to, to make sure that our fee isn't higher than, than our clients. That's great stuff. All right, paulandsteve.com is where you can reach Steve and Paul as well. You can call them at 312-701-3333. That's 312-701-3333. Steve, it was great to chat with you today. John, it was my pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, we'll chat again soon. That's Steve Peasman, partner at Powell and Peasman.